Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a somewhat late delivery of The Mandalorian Season 1, Chapter 6, known as The Prisoner. I want to do apologize to you folks. I've been away on some personal business. Finally got back late last night. I'm still pretty tired. But hey, Mark and I, we still want to give the opportunity to let you guys know what are our thoughts on the latest episode. And as such, joined with me via radio satellite across the galaxy and universe and all that jazz. Yes, it's Mark. How you doing out there, Mark? I'm just in this really cozy little, you know, prison cell. Very light, uh, white walls, very modern, streamlined looking, uh, good lighting. Foodly something to be desired. Uh, not sure what my Yelp review will be yet. Well, hopefully the feng shui will keep you in positive light. So, just a couple of quick disclaimers here. This podcast review is obviously targeted to more older audiences, as some might understand. It is a critique of the show, despite the show itself being PG, generally family-oriented. We are talking about the filmmaking aspects and the technicality behind it, acting, whatnot. So, yeah, this video is clearly not for children. And before we begin, I'm going to hand the floor to Mark to go over the synopsis. But I just want to make a couple quick announcements. It's going to be a very busy week. Uh, I got a final podcast in the work. If you have seen my main flagship podcast shows, there are only five episodes that I made this year. They're roughly about an hour and a half each. You can listen to them on my Spotify channel. Uh, we got one more coming up with a couple good animator friends of mine. We're going to be talking about various things like what are our favorite movies of the year? What are some of our favorite? Christmas movies to kind of fit in with the December theme and along with some other fun little opinion topics. So be sure to check those out when it comes probably by Tuesday or Wednesday. Also, if I remember correctly, Mark and I, we have a review to do next week on Wednesday. Is that correct? Yes, uh, because of, in order to promote Rise of Skywalker, episode seven of The Mandalorian will be premiering early on the 18th this week. So keep your eye out for that as well. And also, speaking of The Rise of Skywalker, I already got my tickets to see it on Friday, so I'm going to try to get that review out to you guys next week from now. So it's going to be a very busy week, folks, so hopefully you'll tune on in. Anywho, Mark, why don't you let the fine folks hear about the spoiler review we're going to do right now about Chapter 6, The Prisoner. What's the general synopsis? Well, Matt, the Mandalorian has reached out to a former partner named Ran for work, and together, Ran has, uh, well, not together, because Ran's old and tired and not going to go on this job. Ran assembles a five-man team, well, maybe if you only count droids as machinery, to go and rescue a prisoner from a New Republic ship. While on the way, there's betrayal, there's intrigue, there's Bill Burr, you name it, it's got it, there's X-Wings, and it's all-around excitement, and maybe even a family connection for one of the other people hired on. And that, I would say, is the general synopsis of this episode. So I will kick things off here to say what are my general opinions on the episode, and I'm going to say it's a positive, but also somewhat of a negative if you think about it is every time, or like the first time Bill Burr made an appearance in this show, I could not stop smiling at him. It's just like, I'm a big fan of Bill Burr, his stand-up and some of his Netflix shows and things like that. So to see him in the Star Wars universe, where I remember clearly on Conan O'Brien, uh, one of the old guest appearances he made, talked about how he doesn't quite get Star Wars. It doesn't offend him or anything like that. He just doesn't see the hype level of appeal. And the fact that he found his way actually on a Star Wars property just makes me smile to think about what happened there 
for like the Disney reps to be convinced to allow him on. All right. And so throughout the episode, I'm kind of listening in on whether or not he'll like release some lore about the world of Star Wars. And also if there are any moments where he might be trying to refrain from swearing too much. Because again, this is a PG show. At worst, he really just says hell and ass. And I think that's really about it. Um, Yeah, I kind of echo. I, I think in the most technical sense, maybe he was distracting, but it was in a fun way i like if you don't know bill burr don't worry about it i don't think it'll be as distracting for you as it was for us dare say but um he was really entertaining uh clancy brown as the, uh the uh devarian uh, it's basically the, the devil character you see sometimes in star wars but you know not really the devil it's that alien didn't realize it was him at first but man i was actually just happy to find out he was in it i just you know i'm, I'm really feeling it mr krabs <laughs> Yeah, it, it took me like a second viewing to realize that was him. He did such a good job at kind of masking himself a little bit there, or at least getting lost in the makeup and just coming across as this big boot alien guy with like super strength. And in all fair- fairness, he doesn't have as many lines as some of the other characters. No, I mean, I mean, that's the thing with this episode, which I suppose is more of a negative, is a lot of the crew that Mando is kind of forced to work with, a lot of them kind of follow the typical tropes one might expect from like a heist group. Because like you got the brains, I guess which I suppose is the droid. You got like the hot-headed leader, Bill Burr. You got the muscle, the big dumb muscle, I guess. And then you got like the crazy assassin chick, which was a really interesting highlight for me too, to see more like Twi'lek uh, main cast members in Star Wars. And it was kind of interesting for the most part, but I just kind of wish she had more dimension as well as her brother who they rescued. He seemed like a straight up villain, this type. Well, in all fairness, Matt, I mean, we can't, you know, I'm pretty sure Mando has run with a villainous crown before i think just the problem here even for you know and sometimes star wars has had some very you know kind of shall we say basic villains these were like not basic so much as just bare bones very tropey and kind of just like oh they're bad you know kind of i don't know that left me a little underwhelmed as much as i do enjoy seeing villains in the star wars universe who aren't sith who aren't you know some like all-powerful person it's just like they're just just, i just like seeing jerks in star wars it's nice to have people who aren't necessarily involved in one side or the other of the big conflict you know what i mean no i know exactly where you're coming from and i think to kind of conclude on my general opinions on this episode is while it may be a distraction for some people for like those who are familiar with Bill Burr. I personally loved it because of that. It was a fun adventure. We had a lot of great moments between these different types of characters. I mean, especially with that extra tension of Baby Yoda being revealed to the crew. And then as the crew was backstabbing Mando while they were at the prison, that the droid was actually hunting down the Baby Yoda and aiming to kill it. There was a lot going on there. And it was really interesting. Actually, before I finish up here, I will say one criticism I do have. And I feel like they overuse the Star Wars wipes a little too much in this episode. That is fair. I do. They did come across as very prominent in this episode, more so than others, I would say. Because sometimes there were some scenes where there were like general cuts between like characters as per norm. But whenever you transition to a new setting, you would have a wipe. But there was a couple of times where we go to a new scene. We're there for like maybe like 30 seconds to 45 seconds. Then we get an almost identical wipe type 
hype to take us to the next scene. And it just felt a little too frequent for my taste. And either they could have changed it up or just pad it out with more material or just redistribute things. I don't know. Maybe that was just the crux of the episode itself being so multi-layered in terms of settings within the prison. But I don't know. It just bothered me a little bit. I will say you brought up a good point. I, Baby Yoda. I, I I love you. I just love his freaking droopy dog, Tex Avery, you know, one minute I'm here, next minute I'm not, sort of comedic timing. And also just, a, there was a great moment here where um, he's trying to use the force again on the droid towards the end, but uh, Mando gets there in time, but the droid, you know, sort of bursts. That's because of Mando's shot, but then Baby O just looks at his hand like, whoa. <laughs> right. I think that scene worked. Um, It kind of reminded me, though, when I saw that of the one complaint where we had, or at least I think you had it more than I did, where the first time we had the fake out shoot was in the very first episode with IG-11. The other fake out shoot we had was, I think, last episode where Dune shot the would-be assassin in the back. And we kind of got that again, obviously, when Mando snuck up on the droid when the baby Yoda was trying to like force power it away. So we kind of got that three times already. So I'm kind of hoping we don't quite get that much more for the next couple remaining episodes. That is fair. I think what made this one work for me though, is that, you know, unlike the other ones where the shot sort of comes out of nowhere and that's the big shock because it's saved. I think because baby Yoda was going to use the force or trying to, I was able to accept it more because it wasn't just like baby Yoda was, you know, cornered and then, you know, the droid wish. It wasn't a surprise. Like something was going to happen regardless. I agree. I think it probably worked the most here. I don't want them to push their luck with it, though. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more I could talk about this episode, but I think overall, I really liked it. And again, Bill Burr was in it and learned later on that Clancy Brown was in it too. So it was just a really fun episode for me. And I'm really looking forward to the next episode to see where the rest of this goes. Because remember, last thing we'll say is you think that Mando was killing off this crew that backstabbed him, but he did kind of hint during that one hostage situation that there's no reason to kill if there's an option elsewhere. So the crew is still alive and they probably will come back. Which means more Clancy Brown and more Bill Burr. So, hey, we're all winners here. I know, and I'm real happy about that. And of course, credit for today's episode goes to Mr. Rick Famuiwa, who, uh, again, sorry if I mispronounce the name, uh, was the director of a personal favorite of ours, episode two, The Child. Good to have him back and delivering another solid episode to another installment of the uh, solid show. Couldn't agree more with you, Mark. Could not agree more. Well, that'll do it for a spoiler review for The Mandalorian, Chapter 6, which is Season 1, Episode 6, The Prisoner. You heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below. Have you seen the latest episode and what did you think of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like this review. Subscribe. Ring the bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, please go to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Matsella. Consider donating as low as dollar a month will help go towards my podcast channel, art, animation, and content made just for you. This is Matsella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh,